0: Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company.
1: All right, here we go. Silver 7's on a Thursday. It's our Thursday home right here on Flamingo and Paradise. Adam Hill is here. Jet's helping out run the controls back in our Finley Toyota Studios is Ari. Let's get right to it.
0: It's the three on Cofield and Company.
1: So if you come down between three and five, they got happy hour going down. They do that every day at Silver 7's, beers, margaritas, shots, 277. That's cool. Once the NFL starts up next week, on Thursday, every NFL game, all the way through the Super Bowl, 77 cent beers. So awesome. And we'll be out here next Thursday. Yeah, it's September. September, September 8th is the opener. We're waiting for this one for a long time. Thursday Night Football. So Adam Hill is here. We're going to be all over the map today because we've got a lot of good stories to get to and I know some Raider stuff just came down with roster moves. So that's coming up in the next 15 minutes and a mega deal in the NFL when it comes to quarterback play. But i got to start out with a funny story because I had kind of strolled across this and I was like, why is there some sort of blurry image on the screen? Um, I mean, I think the best way to Tag this story is effing Blue Jays fans, but like literally, like yeah, sure. like really, really doing it. Not, now I'm not mad at them. No, but uh, yeah, apparently there were two Blue Jays fans, male, female. Do we get a picture of them? Uh, I mean, yeah. I blurry. mean, it, it's it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty blurry shot. Sure. Um. So yeah, there were. In some, like, corner of whatever their stadium is called now, and it's a big stadium, in some corner there's a couple just going at it and someone is bare-assed. I can't tell if that's the, <laughs> the, the male on the male, the male and the female, the female was on the a, male. Was a female with uh, a back turn to the camera. I don't know what the position was. I, I couldn't tell. I'm usually pretty good at these things. I'm very <laughs> learned. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. And then the, the great part is there's a second video because, you know, these two people are going at it in the stands on the stairs, actually next to the railing, the great part about it is then you've got, like, three security people going up, and, like, who wants to have to walk up on that scene and break things up? Well, first of all, just let it go.
2: Secondly, just there's go. literally a hotel in the stadium. Well, you heard what they said, right? Well, they couldn't afford a room. They said it was cheaper than a room. Sure, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but I think the bigger issue is that this is now an epidemic, right, in baseball? Like, this is a thing now. It's happened last week at the A's game. So I think oh, it's, it's right. copycatting. It, it wasn't it wasn't.
1: Was that on Mount Davis or out like out in, it was left in field? Mount Davis? It was in Mount. I mean, in well, lit, lit, literally there it is, wasn't. Yeah, there is no there's no more private place than Mount Davis. That was a there's no one up there.
2: That was a sex act, not sex. Oh, really? Sure. A lot of jokes flying around Twitter. A okay. lot of jokes. All right. Uh, but yeah, so I, I guess this is maybe a copycat crime, if it's a crime at all. I think what it – I mean, if we want to be actual sports analysts about it, maybe sell more tickets so there's not thousands of empty seats, like attract your game to a better audience so that there's not thousands of places that you can just go and have a
1: room. Isn't pretty much every corner of Oakland's Coliseum up for stooping? Yeah. I mean, it's filthy. I would. Well, don't think it's well, – that was one of the things I started to think of. And I'm not going to get graphic. This should be, I guess, a late-night podcast. But sure. I was trying to think of places uh, that maybe I went. Maybe Let me go back to the newlywed game. Is it, <laughs> is it, if I sanitize a little bit. Where I made whoopee. whoopee? What a word. No, we good, all remember good. that, too. Is Because you heard it as a kid. You're like okay and i don't really know what that means but it sounds like fun
2: well you heard it as a kid i saw it when i was an adult on game show network looking back <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> i never watched the show live it was when like i was the allowed 60s. to watch it live when i was seven i would have been allowed to I, I had no constraints on what i did at all but i wasn't alive in
1: the 60s to watch it i don't think it was on in the 60s i think it was where's the vast research crew to find out when the newly game was When on? was
2: that remember the show we the show we watched with the who knows the Who knows the guy better, the secretary or the wife?
1: Oh, that was tremendous. Threes and, a crowd, I think and it was, was only like five, six episodes. And, it was, and they basically it was
2: terrible. They basically insinuated every guy was having sex with the secretary, was the more secretary. than the wife. It was a weird show.
1: Yep. and there were some wives who were like, "I hate this." Oh lady. yeah, I but hate I th- her. I
2: think that was the '60s, and I think that was a very, It was like the same concept as Newlywed Game. I think it was the same time. Pretty similar. So yes, I didn't watch. I watched it as an adult, and then I said, "What? Well, this is a very weird show." and they would all laugh about Whoopi. it's such a, a weird thing to just laugh about but yeah I, I feel like uh i don't remember how we got to game shows from the 60s based on this but sure
1: we're talking about making whoopie uh, in the baseball sure thing.
2: sell more tickets this wouldn't be an issue although i don't even th- think it's an issue let it go who cares just let it happen the only reason that we even know is because they're, they're cracking down. They're, you know, everybody puts the cameras up there, and the security goes and runs up and gets them. Just let it go. Nobody, nobody's noticing. They were like a mile away from
1: any other fan. Just let it happen. You can't do anything like that right now around Serena Williams for her matches. There's no open seats. That was quite a, quite a segue. I'm good sometimes. Sure. The, the stands are packed as Serena's making her miraculous run. Um, I, I don't really know a whole lot about the U.S. Open, and I don't really care to read up on it. I'm guessing that at a certain level, they just keep reseating, so they just give her murderer's row. I don't. I don't suppose they have a hard bracket where yesterday she played the two seed, I think knocked they, her out. I think they do? No, 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 no. They don't. There's, they didn't play the the two and the one are not in the same bracket. What? She's not seated. She's not. She doesn't play. No, I'm saying she beat the two yesterday. Right. She's playing the one today. Oh, okay. My point I, no, is, it's
2: just, I thought she was playing doubles today. Oh, it's doubles. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. My bad. Are
2: playing and Venus, doubles too? Her and Venus are playing doubles. Take it I think easy. They thought, you want to win the tournament or not? I think they just assumed she was going to be out after the first round. ESPN definitely did. ESPN had everybody. They had Gail King there to interview her after the first match because they thought she was losing.
1: Hey, right. I misread that. I read it as uh, Chris McKendry from ESPN sent out Friday plans, and I'm, I was already on Friday. Yeah. I'm already ready for Friday. Yeah, she's playing doubles today. Why?
2: I don't know. I, like I said, I think they thought she was going to be out. She's got rest. Come on, Serena. Uh, going back, I'll just go back to your uh, the segue point that you made about, you know, not, not having stopping as you said it there. Yeah, huh. uh, first thing I noticed yesterday, Tiger and Lindsey Vaughn were both there with dates. Oh, really? Yeah. How close? I I just saw them two different camera shots, so I don't know how close they were. I thought it was very odd, though. Why?
1: Well, if you're, I mean, if you're going to go to the same place. It's like an 18,000-seat arena. I mean, you might... You may You're, run across you, an ex-girlfriend, you boyfriend. You both take dates to the same event?
2: No, why not? I think and Be like, all right, I'll go to the next round. You think or... they still talk? Yes. Why do you say and it like they that? They'll tweet and instantly follow each other. You I'm check? Sure, you can, sure, I'm sure you can check and see. like, oh, right, that person, they're going. I'm not going to go to this event. Do people unfollow each other after they're done dating? Well, they do when they leave teams. But I don't think they do. No, you have to. Well, technically, usually create a fake account so you can follow without them knowing I, that I did this
1: I didn't know this Yeah, that's what you do
2: that's yeah, what I
1: hear you seem to, have, you seem to be an expert sure. on this sure I had no idea yeah that's what you do so Lindsay on Tiger Woods so who's doing better did you judge good question I, I mean no all right <laughs> Serena's gonna be 41 is that crazy yeah,
2: yeah. That, that she's still playing well and by the way I didn't think she as I said yesterday I bet against her live because I didn't think she was playing well she wasn't moving well at all and especially late in the first set, into the second set, she, she couldn't move. But I think she was just kind of conserving energy, saying, like, hey, I can't play for three full sets. Right. Let me take set two off and then try to give it a run in the, what, in the Crushed third. What, 6-2 in the third, right? Crushed her. Crushed this poor girl well, you, spirit. You know I love it. Good. But the girl also stopped doing what she was doing. Like, she stopped making her move side to side. She maybe got she mentally broken. I guess That's what maybe. Serena does to people. Maybe. But Serena can't move. So I, I don't know how this is going to continue for very long, but she's doing it. And now she's one of the favorites, which is nuts. No. Yeah, she, she goes right to the top of the charts. charts. Everyone's betting on her. Oh, okay, that's why. So yeah, they gotta they can't they can't keep her at fifty to one like she was before the tournament. So yeah, she's gonna continue to climb up those charts and keep moving through the tournament, whatever weird seating they have. There's like 136 people or something. It doesn't work out mathematically. I don't know how they do it. It's a very weird
1: bracket. So you didn't even blink an eye on the forty one thing. That she's forty one in September. Yeah. Yeah, but you realize this is not like, what Brady's doing is amazing at 45 years old. Like, female tennis players never did this. Martina went late in her career. Chris Everett was like, oh, she played till whatever, 33 probably. Yeah. Back in my day, should I do this? Sure. Like, Tracy Austin was burned out and retired at 26. I was going to say, Billie Jean King what was your era. What was the other lady's name? Andrea Yeager. I feel like she was done before she was like 26. It's not a real person. It is. There's, there's 41!
2: You made up a guy yesterday, and now you're making up this lady. I made up a guy yesterday. Yeah, slow-mo something. Oh, slow-mo
1: Glickstein. I yeah. didn't make it up. You looked it up. I did. Right. You verified it. So what do, you, what do you think Brady was doing when Serena won her first match at the U.S. Open? Uh, I believe he was in a quarterback battle at Michigan. No. He hadn't even – well, he might have been, actually. Yeah. He hadn't thrown his first Michigan touchdown pass when Serena won her first match. So, I mean, they're right. kind of contemporaries at 45 and nearly 41. Yeah, I was thinking
2: he was eighteen, probably. At that time? Twenty-six. Nah, this should be fifteen. Math is hard. I was trying to figure out how old she was when she won her first match. Fifteen?
1: I don't know. We'll look it up. We'll take the break. We gotta look up a lot <laughs> of things. We spot. found out the newly game actually started in nineteen sixty six. So yeah, that's what I said, sixties. Vast research crew. Sure. With a thumbs up on that one. Uh, math is hard. So we're gonna try to come back and break down Russell Wilson, his extension. What it means, Uh, we'll get to that later in the show, what it means for Lamar Jackson, but Russell Wilson, the latest quarterback, to be pushing 50 mil a
0: season. Enter to win your share of $10,000 in weekly prizes. Grand prize cash bonus up a million dollars. Sign up for the William Hill Pro Pick'em Football Contest by September 11th at the Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino.
3: continue to keep their head down and keep grinding. I remember my rookie year like it was yesterday. A lot of ups and downs. There's gonna be a lot of days where you gotta break through that wall. But my constant advice to them is that, you know, I'm always here for them if they need me, if they wanna talk about anything on the field, off the field, because I've been there, I've been in their shoes, and I know how I could be. So just offering them, you know, that guidance and that help, that support system from somebody in the building that they can always come to.
0: Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company.
1: Raiders, Bilal Nichols on the way back Adam Hill is here So young roster in certain parts We're going to talk a lot about leadership And some of the veterans who made the team We'll get into Amir Abdullah A little later on Uh, Before we get to the Raiders and the practice squad And some of the movement today On the Raiders roster And again the opener coming up On the road against the Chargers We're now what? 10 days away 10 days away First of September 9-11 is the game. 9-8 is when we open up on a Thursday night around the National Football League. So, big news today with Russell Wilson. He's extended. What's the total number? And then, what, 165 guaranteed? $165 million guaranteed. Yeah, I
2: mean, that's obviously the big part of it, that you always look for the guaranteed money. And that's the big story on this contract. And why is it the big story? Because of a couple reasons. One, Lamar Jackson Two, Deshaun Watson. And when Deshaun Watson signed his deal with Cleveland... Uh, a lot of the talk and a lot of our discussion and the speculation uh, that was going on was about is this the new standard for quarterbacks? Are quarterbacks going to get fully guaranteed contracts, which, again, my belief is all players should get fully guaranteed contracts. But uh, in the realities of the NFL business, would this change completely the landscape of how we do quarterback deals? And very odd that it just doesn't normally happen, but NFL executives have been very eager to to kind of float this out the last couple of weeks of that was an outlier. Nobody's doing that. We're not going to do that. Nobody else is going to do that. And they've all kind of banded together in insisting that they're not going to give quarterbacks fully guaranteed deals. Now we see this one, not fully guaranteed. Right. Now, if you were going to guarantee any contract, I would imagine be a guy like Russell Wilson. Now age definitely is part of this, but Russell Wilson has been... You know, I mean, goofy, but a model citizen, a very good player for a long time, no issues. Seems like that's a guy that you would say, hey, we're going to trust our franchise with you. We're going to give you a guaranteed contract. They didn't, which screams to Lamar Jackson, who right now wants and deserves a guaranteed contract. And that seems to be what the holdup is, that the Ravens can now point to this contract and say, that's more the standard. We're not going to go the Deshaun Watson route. We're going to go the Russell Wilson route. And I think it's not necessarily collusion, but definitely teams banding together to say, "Let's not let this happen again."
1: All right, I want to hit on this a little more on the five o'clock hour about the Lamar Jackson end of it. Is this a bad deal for the Broncos? I mean, they are paying him, you know, fifty million dollars a year until a pretty advanced age, and he's not one of these six four, six five guys. Is he going to last close to forty? Sure, but I mean, that's fair questions for sure. But look, you've made this commitment. Like you've
2: gone all in, so at that point, you you might as well do it. You you've mortgaged your future for him. Now whether that works out, we'll find out. But for so long, we said they're a quarterback away. They got their quarterback, and now they're going to commit to him. So we will see how how that you know plays out for them. But I mean, they were already all in anyway. This wasn't going to change that, and they could have you know given him a lesser deal. I think this was part of it when he made the trade that he had. They kind of already reached out and said, "Hey, we're going to do this deal." And now we see what the parameters of the deal are.
1: And, yeah, it's, it's a lot. But this was their decision. They went all in on him. Are we so inundated with Raider stuff and following Raiders people on Twitter that I'm wrong on this? I, I don't feel like there's been a tremendous buzz about the Broncos, but I also think maybe I just missed it nationally. And, and then and when we see stuff nationally on social media, it's kind of fed because we're so Raider-centric that I'm seeing a lot of the excitement over the Raiders. Has there Have you seen, like, a ton of excitement over the Broncos, or are they kind of sneaking into the season? Because I was thinking today, I'm like, they just paid a quarterback upwards of, you know, $300 million total, and I don't feel like there's been, like, a lot of hype talking about the Broncos as a team that could win the division. Because I've heard people say, hey, the Raiders are a sleeper. They could win the division. I haven't heard of the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, but I also think part of it
2: is what you're also saying. And, look, this is a very, very, very difficult division. All the teams
1: could win the division. All the teams could probably be
2: considered Super Bowl contenders. You know, right now you division. can get
1: all four teams to make the playoffs. What do you think the odds are? The odds are not. I, I looked at say, it and I was like, that's a joke. I was going to say, what, three and a half to one? No. Four to one. Higher. Not okay. much
2: higher. I, I was based on what you were saying. No, no, like, no, the 12 to one. Okay. I don't think that – I don't. I honestly I don't think that payoff's that great either. Well, if you were going to say who, who are the best three – Wild card teams at the end of the year, I think there's a very, very good chance it's three teams from the West, but it doesn't matter who the best teams are. It matters what their record is. And it's going to be tough for all of them to have a good enough record to get in uh, when you have you know other teams around the AFC that are going to compete with them. So, yeah, it's, it would be very difficult to find a way to get all, all of those teams in with the schedules that they're playing. Probably, I mean, the number probably should be better because, because of how difficult the math would be on that. But, you know, I, I think all teams are... are going to be deserving of consideration by the end of the year and and yeah the Broncos I, I think it's a case of being the third choice in the division where obviously the top two are getting a lot of hype the Raiders if you pick them when they're picked to finish last you get a lot of credit for that and I think people like doing that saying hey I'm going to pick the underdog they're going to win it and that's trendy the third place team is not the most trendy you don't get that much credit for picking them and, and you also uh, aren't taking that much of a chance so I think that's probably part of it uh, and they weren't there last year. The Chargers were right there. The Raiders and the Chiefs were both in the playoffs. Chiefs could have been in the Super Bowl. The Broncos were nowhere to be seen. And even though we said they're a quarterback away and they've got him, it, they're going to have to show it on the field before people start talking about them.
1: 364 1100, 364 1100. we got a pair of tickets right now. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, all playing at Allegiant September 9th. Grab your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. It's a September 9th show. Ari's got a pair of tickets, caller 7364-1100, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jet for the September 9th show, 364-1100. So, the Raiders are making some tweaks, some moves here, anything really interesting in the last 24 hours? No, but they, they did make a couple practice squad
2: uh, transactions, uh, so, you know, it's something to monitor, and, and definitely the way that they're going to use the practice squad, like a lot of teams are, uh, makes it even more of a thing. monitor because you know yesterday they were uh Josh McDaniels was asked specifically hey you've only got eight offensive linemen and he said well we have eight plus because there's a 16-man practice squad you can call each guy up three times so they're kind of using the practice squad more as just extra guys to call up on game day so it is a little bit more interesting to monitor uh I suppose from that regard uh they did sign J.R. Reed. they also they only have five corners on the roster so they're gonna have to kind of bolster the the same way uh, with the practice squad guys. So J.R. Reed, a guy uh, who has played some games, played with the Giants uh, a little bit last year, was on the Rams practice squad a couple years ago. Uh, he comes in, kind of a bigger uh, defensive back corner, can also play some safety, some nickel. Um, he comes in, and uh, Vitali Yerman, who was with the Chiefs uh, in this in this uh, offseason, uh, graded out really well on pro football focus in the preseason, just didn't have room for him on the Chiefs roster. And it uh, sounds like maybe... Maybe the Chiefs could have potentially wanted him back, but he was kind of looking for somewhere else where he could actually play, instead of just being on a practice squad. And he lands uh, with the Raiders, can play guard or tackle, so he'll be another guy that they can uh, call upon uh, to come to the roster occasionally. So we'll see how that works out. And uh, yeah, add, add a couple more guys that they can use as death pieces on the practice squad. You going to see any more shuffling in the practice squad? Are we going to see any more? Yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're really gonna move guys around and. Uh, figure out those spots like I said I think it, it, they're using it not really as developmental spots in all, of, all the situations like a lot of teams have in the past the way the new rules are worked out uh, it used to be you couldn't even have veteran guys on the practice squad it wasn't even allowed now you can have six guys with unlimited experience on the practice squad ten guys have to be first or second year players but
1: uh, in the past like, those guys like weren't even allowed to be on the practice squad Do you like that does it kind of screw over the young guys or hey this is really a reserve squad a when, bit, you, need, they, when they, you need veterans you know you need to call up veterans
2: that are there for you sure but they also expanded the, the roster so i mean it's not like it's not like they took those spots away they added those spots for teams to do this and um it was really a COVID rule that they've now just extended uh full-time so they can have extra guys to call upon uh but i know the teams like it look there's uh there's a couple teams that kept one quarterback
1: how crazy is because that? you
2: can keep quarterbacks on the practice squad and just call yep. them up when you need them yeah so it's just it's it's enabling you to kind of
1: construct uh configure your roster in different ways than you used to rookies them. make 207 grand for the season 11 5 a week it's a good chunk of change that's a big deal uh, and especially and beyond that for veterans like uh you know we we were going to talk about that you know craig reynolds guy on the lions who's on hard knocks you know four years bouncing to different teams you, i mean even if you get on a practice squad depending on how experienced you are you're going to make between like 277 grand a year up to 358 and you get called up and get those uh, game checks when you get called
2: up those are nice the per diem, too. That's good. Real good. What's the per diem, do you know? I don't know. Are you, know, you going to do a piece on the per hear, diem this year? I just year? heard
1: that it's really good. Okay. That, that's an Adam feature. Sure. I might do that. They had, a, they had another press conference today, a press conference availability with uh, three or four players, Raiders? couple players, yeah. Okay. When is that? I thought they were going to end that, and it was all locker room now. Today was the last one. Oh, really? Last. Look one. Look at the smile on your face. Oh, yeah. You're like, no one's going to steal my no, quote no. ever again. <laughs> they will. And now no, I get to write on Twitter. They told me. Oh, you want to hear? They my, told me directly. I'm not gonna, I'm they told I'm not me, Adam gonna, Hill. You know
2: that I don't do that. I'm not going to do that. You know I, other. People, I know you don't. You know other people will do that uh, in the market. And God, I mean, if you really want to, if you really want to hear me complain, the locker room scenario is not the first ones that we've had. The first two, I, I've been infuriated. Why? because uh, i there's like a pack of people that are in there and i will just beeline to some random guy that i just want to talk to and as soon as somebody starts talking everyone comes to you you're like dude i'm doing this you're not going to care about these questions but uh, everybody behind is, the media curtain everybody is too scared to ask a player if they want to talk so they're just like all right wait is somebody going to talk to somebody oh that guy and i'm like by the when way I'm-
1: everyone's afraid
2: that's what it is. They just stand in the middle and wait for somebody to start talking to somebody. I'm um, a logo? No. Uh, oh, Next boy. to the logo. Oh, they You're got it the cleaned to up. Sure, of course. Okay, good. Uh, oh, it was, <laughs> believe me, this second week, it was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm talking to this guy about his the community college he played at and the, the coach that he played for. Why are you all, like, why do you care about this? But it's just that they don't want to go ask somebody themselves to talk.
1: Damn. Yeah, it's, Axe to it's, it's grind on. Adam. It's his oh, new yeah. nickname. And he's taking notes. Oh, I am. He's taking notes. He's watching that logo like a hawk. It's true. I have a list. It's true. Keeping a list, <laughs> checking it twice. Well, college football week one has already started. There actually was a couple of kickoffs, uh, or were, a couple of kick- uh, kickoffs at 3 o'clock. So, bunch at 4 and 5. There's actually some pretty big games tonight in terms of conference play. So, we'll start to preview the college football weekend. It begins tonight. Come on down here. You can watch the games at Silver 7s, at the Bud Light Lounge, or across the way right by the William Hill
0: Racing Sportsbook at the Silver and Gold Bar. Awesome giveaways and promotions all week long at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino.
2: You
3: about to ask me about Nebraska football right now? No,
0: but I'm going. Through.
2: Thank you. Let's assume based on your comment about Nebraska, you did not like the onside kick
3: decision. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of
0: it, but I'm a huge fan of Scott Frost, so it's tough for me to, like, speak against him. But, nah, no one play loses the game, but that one hurt. That one hurt. It definitely hurt. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens. It's Cofield and Company.
1: Boy, you really like uh, ruffling feathers with the college questions, huh? If anything's going wrong with their uh, U, you, you get on them. Amir Abdullah, Nebraska guy. Sure, uh, but he mentioned it first because it was it was kind of kind of being brought up.
2: He's like, you're not really going to ask me, about it, are you? So I was like, yeah, I will then. Let's go. Uh, figured he wanted after after a brutal loss.
1: So you're going around the locker room and finding unique people to talk to, and then you're getting mad at other media people for trailing you. And then I also thought there was an edict: let's just do pro football questions. Well, was, and you guys keep breaking the rules. That was a uh, because we have some conversation from Amir Abdullah later on about training in mixed martial arts. There was some, martial arts. There were some retractions and some apologies issued. For, oh, there were. Yeah. What was it like? About a week ago. One of the PR people was like, all right, let's let's you know, let's just keep it to football because you guys love asking about it. I'm, and I'm down there. And and you guys are doing features too. So you ask about yeah. food, their background, their life, their you know, whatever, their family, pregnancy, video games. Why not? We I mean, want to know more about the Raiders than just kind of the canned answers that a lot of football players give at press conferences.
2: Well, it's also, you know, to go behind the scenes of the media world, um, there's also a method to a guy that comes up and just gives – standard cliche answers where you open them up a little bit by asking them some silly things where they can actually express themselves and talk a little bit and then maybe they'll open up about football things afterwards maybe there's just some some method to the madness a little bit you ever think about that
1: i haven't no i don't do that uh college football tonight games to keep an eye on Oklahoma State, Central Michigan could be interesting. Oklahoma State with a new defensive coordinator, their uh, former D.C., and he was very good, Jim Knowles, off to Ohio State. Wake with, we'll say, major issues at quarterback because our quarterback is down right now, is laying 32 against VMI. The backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pittsburgh is back, and as it turns out, Adam, it's a meetup of former – USC quarterbacks, Keaton Slovis is the starter for Pitt, and JT Daniels is actually going to play this year, which is uh, listen, it worked out for Georgia with Stetson Bennett. He runs the system, I guess, the way Kirby Smart wants. You know, JT Daniels is a guy who has pro aspirations. Stetson Bennett has no shot. Although you know, it's funny, Stetson Bennett could be one of those guys who goes to the NFL even at you know five eleven, and I could see him being on a roster for ten years as a backup, and you know maybe luck out. And make a good amount of money, just because he's reliable. Because that's not really the story. A lot of times in the NFL is not about hey, who's going to play as a backup. It's about who does all the other stuff. And I'm not saying you know uh, Chase Daniel stinks, but I don't want him playing. You know, if you're a Chargers fan, you don't want him playing. I mean, Herbert's out, but sure. Chase Daniel has survived as another one. You know, he's a six foot five eleven dude. He's survived now like ten or eleven years. I think he's made like north of forty million dollars. Never plays. Reliability. Reliability is a big thing.
0: Okay. And just understand, you know, trust. <laughs> Daily happy hour specials from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., including 277 for pints, shots, and margaritas at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s.
3: nine-time All-Pro. He's a Super Bowl champion. He knows how to win. You know you can depend on him. You know he knows how to act. You combine that with his level of production, and then you take into account the absence of production you've had from the quarterback position. Since Peyton Manning retired, there is nothing to talk about. Not only does he deserve this money, I don't think the Denver Broncos have much of a choice.
0: Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope. He is live on Cofield and Company. Gotta love Stephen A.,
1: Russell Wilson, contract extension. There's really nothing to yell about, but let's just yell anyway. Xavier Pope is with us. Xavier, how you doing, buddy?
3: Pretty good, I guess.
1: I mean, I, I love Stephen A., uh, but on a day where, <laughs> like even I, I'm driving to the show today and I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, you know, we can talk about Russell Wilson, but really we got to flip it to what it means for Lamar Jackson, you, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna melt down because he got the money. He is a great quarterback. The Broncos are now locked into him. But I noticed you had tweeted something out because you saw the top five quarterback list, and it's by pay. It's Rodgers at the top, then Russell Wilson, then Kyler Murray, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. And you said uh, one of these doesn't belong. Did you mean Deshaun Watson or someone else?
3: Of course, I bet Deshaun Watson. Okay, you uh, did, <laughs> and it was pretty obvious. I mean, of, of, what, with how the season started with is uh, with this suspension and the amount of money he's going to be making and missing eleven games in the NFL season. So everyone on that list is going to get a chance to play. Uh, with hopefully a full cool NFL slate of games and Watson won't.
1: I actually, thought you, I actually didn't think it was obvious. I actually thought you meant Kyler Murray because there's a lot of people out there who are like, hey, Kyler got a contract that just does not match what he's done so far.
3: Yeah, I mean, with that team has been trending upwards for years, though, and and it seemed at some point that there would be potentially maybe a divorce between him and the team before he signed a pretty big deal, and so that team is banking on him. Remember, this is a franchise that necessarily, doesn't necessarily consider itself a powerhouse in the National Football League, so being able to throw that sort of kind of money to top quarterback should be great for them.
1: And then I was also thinking one more thing. Maybe you made a mistake and you want to edit your tweet, which oh, let's bring boy. in Adam Hill. Adam Hill has been railing against the potential edit button. Do you want to state your case to Xavier? Because I think Xavier likes it. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I think my,
2: my my issue is, is I think is the same with everybody else, and they're trying to address it. But I think the biggest problem that you're going to have is people changing tweets later to mean something completely opposite. And yes, they're going to have an icon to say, "Hey, look, this was edited at this time," uh, and and it's going to signify it. But how clear is it going to be? How obvious is it going to be to everyone? How much are people going to pay attention uh, to that part of it? Uh, and how like I, I I'm foreseeing problems with like marketing. You know, think about in our in our sphere. Like we know people that are you know potentially like sports handicappers into market hey like I sent out this tweet it was all winners look what happened well it actually wasn't you went oh and four what are you talking about you edited it but somehow you've crafted it so that you look like you were winning everything and you're fooling people with this that's just a very small sample of it but I think all over the place people are going to just be editing tweets and changing meaning of things and I don't know how much people are going to be able to find that it was fake or how much people are going to care. We know people only read headlines when they read stories and then they claim that they know the whole story. It's going to happen with tweets too. I saw that this guy tweeted this. Well, You didn't mention that he edited it four years after he tweeted it. What are you talking about?
3: Listen, I think this is actually (laughs) going to create more attention on social media for more stories because what you're going to see is that first time someone says something ridiculous and they will try to change it and that will become the story. Change this tweet (laughs) <laughs> said this, did said that. I think this is probably a, a bigger event in social media than people realize. I think this is going to be something that becomes, I mean, you'll see like really giant stories. This will be a part of, you'll see uh, people putting up maybe pictures and videos as opposed to that they shouldn't and then try to change it. I think this is going to be huge. Uh, this is my idea. I talked about this years ago and I, I knew that people would talk a lot about. Okay, people will change their story later, but if you just have a record of what someone said before, it becomes a completely different story that becomes part of the narrative.
1: I just, I, I don't. Well, can I get something straight? Yeah, it is going to say. Am I correct? It is going to say the tweet has been altered, right? Sure, but I'm saying yeah, how many people are going to? The icon it says it, Adam. I mean,
0: right. It's
2: going to be pretty It's going to allow you to see what they said. Right? How many people are going to click on? Like, if you, if it, if it's on the tweet. I'm okay with it. Like, if you if you have the original tweet and then the, the new tweet on top of each other, that's fine. But if it's an icon, you have to click and go to it. We know people just aren't going to do that. And it's not. going to be a
3: drop down. I mean, people are even going over to – we're pulling over stuff from an entirely different social media platform and posting it. Like, their tweets, they go viral on Facebook or on Instagram. I share it to millions of oh, people, I millions of accounts. I think it's accounts. phone crap.
2: But that, like to my point, yes, nah. it's going to signify it, and you, that's you good. Just,
1: you just expect people to be lazy. They are. Yeah, we know that. It's How often do we have people just tweet all the time? The yeah, I don't even know it's, it's as Internet. much lazy it's as 20 going 20 20. thousand miles an hour. Sure, that's it. Like, people just want to process that's instantly who. and move on to something. And else. So,
2: like I'm saying, if you if you're going to tell me that the tweet is going to have what's said now and then what was said before, because I'm all for an edit function in terms of oh you left out an apostrophe or, oh you spelled this word wrong,
1: let's fix it. Are you? That's actually why I thought you were mostly against it.
2: No. Because okay you have such that,
1: an advantage as a real writer and a guy who can edit your own work. I am I'm, I'm, I'm a disaster. And you never, if you make a mistake, you never delete your no, tweets. There are, there are so many tweets where I leave a word out and I'm like, damn it! Yeah, I know. And I delete it. That's, and then I'm sure people are like, more, why is he always deleting stuff? That's A lot of them still stay up there because oh, I don't though. see them, but it drives me freaking nuts. It also Okay, throws... All right, back here, Cofield and company, a little uh, tech issue. We'll try to work through it. Xavier Pope is with us. Xavier, let's move on to a big story here. That was the comments in John Gruden the other day at the Arkansas Touchdown Club. That didn't come off real well as a good apology.
3: Yeah, because he went into this explanation about him being uh, being married for 30 years and him being a, you know, a Christian. and um, That has nothing to do with um, – whether he said something racist or not. I mean, he also looked at it like that was supposed to blanket his sins. And there are plenty of white Christians in America that are racist. We have a, a culture right now that's being driven um, by white-green um, extremism in this country and also a, a culture and attitude in this country that's based on anti-blackness, anti-people of color that, that stands in that place. And so the to mahar religion just isn't it, particularly where it stands in this country.
2: I completely agree with you. And, of course, anytime you're apologizing and then you say, but, and he said it just like that, which is so obnoxious, like, you know, something stupid is coming. Uh, And it did. But then he also, he went into, like, I obviously can't be bags. I go to church, which is ridiculous. I've been married for 31 years. You can't be a bad person then. There's serial killers that have been married for 31 years. What are you talking about? And then he went into (laughs) fake news. He started saying, oh, the news is all fake. Dude, we saw the emails. What are you talking about? It's a
3: fake. It, we saw them. It, 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 we live in a culture right now. where People don't want to take responsibility for their actions and, and give half-ass apologies when they get in trouble. Really don't mean it, and then they double down until they try to find a new place, a new platform that is attainable to some of their their some of the way that they actually really feel. The emails that's really being passed around. This is how you really feel. And now you're looking for a comfortable audience for that and hope you can find your way back in. I think it's disgusting. I think it's people, he needs to stand up and say what he did was wrong and move on and not try to, try to pass it on to something else.
1: Yeah, It was funny in the comments when he sort of apologized, he also threw in the line, you know, I'm sure all of you have made mistakes. He finished the statement, and then the crowd gave him an ovation. Like,
3: he just turned it on you. Why are you clapping for him? Because, because he's appealing to a certain segment of this country. Yep. That feels proud of being racist. That is proud of being anti-wokeness. That is proud of being anti-anything about making society a better place to live. Doubling down on awfulness and being crappy people. And it has eroded this country and has been much of a virus as the one we've seen in the air that we breathe today.
1: All right. I don't know how this one came together, but I enjoyed it. You were talking about Herschel Walker the other day, which is uh, another abomination that's going on. Uh, him running for office and somehow it got turned into a short video from what's happening with Sheryl.
3: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Great. So it it was essentially just talking about uh, how this recent polling was showing that Herschel Walker had a two two percentage lead um, over uh, Senator uh, Warnock. And, and this, this seems ridiculous to me. These two men with all the different gaps that follow Herschel Walker and, and the, the no no issues have happened at all um, with with his with, with the incumbent, and you see that poll looking that way. It's just where Herschel Walker stands in a place of someone who's ignorant, who's dumb, who fits all these negative stereotypes, and allows himself to be used by right uh, by bigots essentially to do their bidding. Because we know he doesn't seem qualified for the role at all, and that just show. A, I showed a video of what's happening. Surely, when she was to become a secretary, she wasn't qualified for the job. When she was when she found out that she was going to be a token for that job, she she denied that job because she knew she wasn't qualified. It was better for her to be qualified and get the job to be someone's token.
1: By the way, on a Did you ever see Hershel
2: Walker run the ball, though? He's awesome. I, had to, I actually – I
1: wanted to follow up on what's happening. That was like – it really was I, – I don't think I realized what was going on at the time I was watching it, but it really was an impactful show, and there were so many good characters on the show with Ma and and D. Uh, and I swear, you know, what? I don't know if you watch stranger things, there was a character in stranger things who I thought was like D reincarnate, like the, like the same kind of like, like aggressive jokester busting chops on the older brother. That w- that was a great show. I get the bigger point. And when I watched the video, I was like, man, that, that was really, that really was cool. And that, you know, it's still, that stuff still applies now. 40 years later.
3: Um, Everyone has a pesky little, bro- just pesky little brother or sister. So <laughs> oh, she was, she to
1: that. Was, oh, she was such a great actress, too. and I'm, I don't even know if she was, like, 18 by then. She was such a, a little smartass. She was great and just busting on Raj and rerun all the time. So we had a, a weird story come out, and this one's kind of close to home for us because, you know, BYU's right up the road. There's a big BYU community here in Las Vegas. Um, I mean, I wasn't shocked by it, but, man, the way it was handled on all fronts, the BYU thing with the Duke volleyball player – and racial slurs being thrown at the Duke volleyball player was just horrendous.
3: Well, stop the game right then and there. You don't you don't let that continue yeah. to happen. That's it, it's, it's over. Address the fans. The game's over. I mean, it, it, this shouldn't be happening in America in 2022. And I this is what I go back I talked about in the last segment about allowing racist behavior to just be there be it's okay. That is something you know right away is, is a terrible thing and it has to be addressed in a moment, not a half apology um and and really vanilla Words afterward, I just thought it was just really just peaceful by those fans. on um, a disgusting display that we just shouldn't be seeing in America right now. But unfortunately, we're seeing more of
1: it. Xavier Pope is with us, attorney out of Chicago, cultural contributor right here on Cofield and Company. I sent you a story that was put out a couple days ago by uh, George Reister, who played in the NFL, played at Oregon, tight end uh, at both spots, and he's been doing national radio on SiriusXM now for a couple of years and, and also Fox Sports Radio. And he, he sent out a tweet with a picture of his son saying my school uh, my son's school sent a letter home saying that he needs to cut his hair. We met with the principal whose yeah. hair is longer than the school standard and the principal said short hair for men was a biblical command. Boy. Which is is interesting but I I have no idea you know what you can get away with or say if it's a private school versus a public school.
3: Yeah, well, first and foremost, they show the, show the kid that he's supposed to have hair at. It's a white kid uh, with a, a crock hair. Um, it's pretty clear that something is nefarious going on. Uh, he, and he did mention in his post that the kid has had long hair for a year. So I'm wondering, is it something he said? Is there something else to the short that we don't know why they would take action against this kid? And so I think there, you know, I don't want to jump to any conclusions here, but it just seems to be more there than what we're hearing at this moment. And I'd like to know a little bit more. I think it'd be great for us to follow up on this story.
1: You know, maybe we'll get uh, George on uh, in the future. He's a, he's actually a really, really good guest and obviously a, a great host. Uh, last one we got about a little less than a minute. Are are you looking for a job? You said you got a new job alert the other day.
3: <laughs> well, I get these LinkedIn alerts from from a variety of types. You got to like go in there and change them all. So I just get all these alerts. I've been getting them from for years. I just don't change the alerts, and uh, I get these job alerts for legal jobs, and they're all really interesting jobs in the sports and entertainment industry. And one of these things was for OnlyFans uh, to be uh, lawyers and OnlyFans, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming. Uh, what exactly are you looking at? Um, I know I had a job in reality television. One of my really cool jobs that I had was about uh, reviewing video. Um, about what happened in a reality show to be able to figure out like any potential liabilities that could be face by what happened on screen. And so uh, I wonder what uh, potential things you might be reviewing to see what's going on in OnlyFans.
2: I'll check it out for you, see how the job look, looks like. You gonna do some re- you're yeah. going <laughs> to do I'll the research? It. I'll scout it for you. Adam's going to
1: research it for you, Xavier. There you go. We're all about you. All right, Xavier. Okay, love you. We'll see love you. Enough.
3: Love
1: you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You beat them to it this week. Yeah, and it sounded genuine, didn't it? I meant it. Sure. Well, I really got some heat last week when I did it. A lot of heat.